Lights, action, performance. It's time to showcase yourself with us. It's the Entertainment Biz Podcast. So today it's Anthony A from Barcher, who's a singer and a musician. Hello, nice to have you on the podcast. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, sir. So uh, Beverly's here as well. Hello, Bev. Hello, how are we all doing? Yeah, we're doing okay, actually. Anthony, we've uh, discovered you. You were part of our weekly experience show over the last uh, couple of weeks or so. And just before Christmas, actually, we introduced you on our Christmas show, I think it was, and um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which was a a Sam Smith song, of course. And uh, you covered it beautifully. And we were kind of blown away with your voice. Thank you. Blown away was the right phrase, to be fair. I was wondering what you were going to say. And blown away was absolutely nail on the head. So, Anthony, I've got to I've got to say to you, uh, your musical journey. When did it begin for you? What sort of age? Around uh, about uh, eight or nine, I started getting into music a lot, a lot more than I was uh, when I used to be around with my mum. She used to be into a lot of uh, Shaking Stevens uh, music. Uh, I wanted to go away from that because I didn't like him really. oh controversial uh so do you remember that first song that you ever heard was it a shaking steven song and going oh no i'd love to sing but i don't really want to be like him the first song i heard was uh maggie may by rog stewart and i just all i can remember is hearing rog's uh, voice and i thought wow i want to focus on getting my voice to either that standard or higher it's quite an achievement to be like rod stewart i must admit but obviously that's kind of where you want you heard this particular artist and you're thinking okay rod stewart and stuff so how did it progress for you were you where did you take it how did it build to be to what it is now starting right at the beginning then for you you know you're an eight-year-old who possibly wanted to be a singer i suspect your parents were like going no 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 you don't want to do that or whatever yeah, uh, parents and the rest of the family were like, no, you're not doing anything to do with music at all. But I just uh, stuck with it in my head and I did stuff on online as well. Um, looked into singing lessons to improve my voice and just kept going until I started releasing music. As a young eight-year-old, were you singing straight away at eight or was it a few years later? Um it was a few years later uh, when I started uh, singing properly. I used to pick songs out um, from various various artists, but it was just random snippets of songs that I would sing because I couldn't remember the whole whole song itself because three minutes uh, for for an eight year old wouldn't isn't that best to learn for me. It's very young. It's very young. Eight years old is very young. You must have sung in the school choir, for instance. Did you do that kind of thing? Uh, my school didn't have a choir at all. So where did you sing? Just around the house? Yeah, just mostly in my bedroom. Um, I used to annoy everyone for doing it. What kind of songs were you singing in those days? Um, I found uh, Bonnie Tyler's uh, music a lot. Um, my, my style. So um, I started singing Total Clips of the Heart, uh, Holding Out for a Hero. Mostly those two songs I used to sing. That's very young though. Eight years old is very young to find that kind of music and sing it. So 
you'd never went in for the the nursery rhymes or the young um what was around at the time fame songs or any of those kind of things was it fame or was it high school musical or something high school musical I yeah you found, weren't into any of that kind of thing i just found those songs really boring it was just the the rock edge to total eclipse of the heart and holding out for a hero that attracted me because that was some okay. years later covers obviously bonnie had the hit in the 80s with uh, total eclipse of the heart and it was some years later that you discovered that song and probably almost like 10 15 years after that was released so it must have been quite different from some of the other artists possibly you, your friends were listening to a lot a lot of my friends were just listening to the the current music then uh girls allowed um they didn't know what to think of the the selection of songs that i was listening to yeah because it, it is a little bit different from uh, as i said from what everyone else was listening to so did you find that it was uh you know you were the odd one out in school at all with that didn't think i was the odd one out I, everyone had their own taste of music and uh there was a couple of people that were into really heavy metal music and i i thought i'd fit in with that group a bit um because i was on the rock edge as well you were kind of influenced a lot by bonnie tyler and i know as we carry on that bonnie tyler has quite a huge influence on your musical styles and what you are producing now which is absolutely fantastic so you uh, where did you progress it from there then you were singing in your bedroom so what was the next stage for anthony when i went to secondary school um they were doing talent shows all the time and I was signing up near enough. Every time it was announced, I was signing my name up there just to be on the stage, really. So what were you singing back in those days? Was it, was it Bonnie Tyler songs? It was mostly songs from different uh, musicals because um, I didn't want to show my interests in Bonnie Tyler at school. That person at school, so you moved up, up from school. So where did you take it from this stage upwards? Um, I studied uh, some music in college, and but they weren't helping me uh, with my vocals. Uh, so I went off to do uh, vocal lessons from there. And the the, the coach uh, decided that, um, that I should be put into a to a higher level than I was because I was advancing quicker than any other uh, student she had. How did you find your vocal coach then? It's kind of, you seem to have gone down a very independent route as opposed to supported by the school or other places like that. You've done it yourself. The um, When I went into the college, uh, you there's like a notice board with all different advertisements. And uh, I just spotted that one small advertisement there that, that I picked up and just walked off and rang the number up myself. And it went on from there. How long did she stay being your uh, vocal coach? Two years. Um, after those two years, she said to me that I can't do anything more for you because I've got you to the level that you need to be. But if you want to take away um, the vocal exercises that I've taught you and I can give you more, etc. That's a, That's what I did. How old were you at this stage? Just coming up to 17, I think. Okay, so she'd basically taught you everything she could and got you to the level of which you needed to be. What is that level to us people who don't know what the level is that you're supposed to be at? I'm just below. Um, I can sing certain parts of a, a, an operatic song, but 
anything higher can't do. So I'm in the middle, really, of the ranges. Okay, so you've got to this. You've got this voice. You've, the voice has been trained. What's next? To start making music the way I want to. I was uh, producing an album in college, um, but everyone seemed to, seemed to want to put their input into it. And I w- wasn't very happy with that. So I just let that happen anyway. But when I left, it was like, right, I can do this now on my way. It must have been kind of the challenge that everyone was willing to help you, but you wanted to do it. You put, put your own stamp on it. What sort of things were they trying to get you to do then? They were trying to get me to, to bring the style of songs down to a pop level to, rather than up to the, to, the, um, to the rock and roll uh, type of style. Um, I'm going to play something that uh, we've featured on our podcast uh, for the NHS staff, for instance, which is a song that you recorded uh, a while ago, isn't it? Um, Everything will be all right. Can you remember what sort of age you were when you recorded this? Um, I recorded this uh, 25 now, 23, I'd say I recorded it. Have a listen to this particular tune. This is Anthony singing Everything Will Be All Right. And we'll have a little chat about this particular song in just a couple of moments. So here we go. Come to me, my love. Rest here in my arms. And know that everything will be all right. That everything will be Anthony A and everything will be all right. I think Anthony, 
that song kind of really sums up where we all are at the moment, to be fair with us, uh, with lockdown number three, which is going on. Uh, we are trying to help the NHS. The NHS are helping us as much as possible. People are doing things above and beyond. And I think that kind of sums it up. I know it does for Beverly and it does for me uh, and probably a lot of other people as well. So um, absolutely superb, you know. Beverly. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for putting out something so powerful. Maybe at the time you didn't appreciate that as being as powerful as it is, it moves you, makes my eyes cry and my heart ache. And it's a wonderful piece of music. So you wrote that. Yeah. The, uh, I can't tell you the full uh, story uh, because it's a bit, um, I need to PG it, but, um, but it was uh, at the time, it was an emotional time uh, writing that song. Are you comfortable listening it back to it then? Because obviously you hear the story behind it as well as the words that we hear. Yeah, uh, the song itself brings back uh, good memories. Um, but after I wrote it, I just put it onto the reject pile because I didn't know what to do with it because I didn't uh, think it would fit in at the time of back then to be released. And then, and then Roger said to me um, the other day that I should uh, release it. Yes, completely right there, Roger. So that's exactly the right piece of advice to give him. Now you can get hold of that song, can't you, at the moment, because you've just released it. So where can they get hold of it, Anthony? Um, it's on Spotify, um, YouTube. I'm having trouble with Apple Music at the moment, but it will be on there soon. So there you are. Everything will be okay. I uh, know everything will be all right. Sorry. Uh, that gives it the correct title as well. So Anthony, best of luck with that particular tune. So obviously that was a couple of years or so ago. So we started on our musical journey from you. You'd, uh, you'd had a vocal coach, for instance, uh, just going back to that, what did the, what do vocal coaches, because you know, I'm a little bit naive, what a vocal coach actually does for you. How does it improve Anthony, for instance? Well, when I went uh, there for my first meeting, it was it was a bit weird for me because I didn't know what what to expect. Um, that I was just told to sing a song, and they would listen, and then they would give me advice on how to improve my breathing, um, my stance, um, and they'd give you that advice to boost confidence in you to project your voice more. Um, and then they give you all these exercises to take, to take home and you just work on it at home as well because it's just not one 30-minute uh, session. You have to keep going to perfect that voice. So how long, how long were you with the vocal coach for? Was it a couple of years, do you say? Yeah, two years. Two years. Obviously, you you moved up, you progressed, you did the, the vocal coach and where did where did this take you next? You wanted to start recording your own music, you know, uh, the school and... Uh, uni or whatever was trying to get you to go down one certain angle, but you weren't interested in that. You wanted to uh, develop your own style, didn't you, really? Yeah, it was um, after I left uh, college, I, I brought all my uh, the equipment to record because I didn't want to go into a studio because all the buttons just freaked me out. Um, it was Once I got it all at home, I decided to look on YouTube, see what songs I could cover just to start with. And then 
I had a few songs that I wanted to cover. I started writing my own music, thinking about other songs as well. And then I started uh, creating a folder on, on my computer and in the end it came into an album. It's interesting you said about writing your own songs and going back to that previous song and others. I find that you have to be in a highly high state of emotional something, awareness, to be able to write as powerfully as that. Do you find that that is a, for you like that or can you just knock them out? No worries. Um, it was... <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're in a... say like I was if, if I was in the dark room... Um, the emotions that would come from that would would show powerfully more than if I was in a bright sunny room. Um, I tend to write a lot of uh, emotional songs more now than I do the the happy jolly ones. Um, it's just the way I, I how I feel during the, each session. Yeah, so you have to kind of feel heightened senses of emotions for the power to come out. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Is you were nicknamed something, was it something like Love Song Ant or something like that, wasn't it, you were telling me once? When I uh, released the first uh, one I wrote, um, they just, the name I got was uh, Slushy Mushy. Slushy <laughs> Mushy, like that one. <laughs> That's lifted the mood. Yeah, so... so um, you progressed and uh, you, you know, you came to writing this first album. How long did that take you to get together then? Uh, took me about two months to put it all together. And then I waited a, another couple of months just to make sure I think was right. And then I released that, that first album. Is that the album Recovering? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So which kind of year was that you released that? Was that... Two years ago or something or i released that um i've released it three times now um <laughs> the first uh time i released it was a year and a half ago i think not too sure on on the dates about about it all now obviously uh, did you say that you you know we, we mentioned bonnie tyler earlier on did you did you send a copy to bonnie tyler by by chance no, I haven't. You haven't? No. Why so not? <laughs> why not, my friend? Send it to her. So uh, with Bonnie Tyler, for instance, you said that she was kind of an influence to you. And I know that you've had various conversations with her in the past, or, for instance. Is she kind of, does she help you along the way, for instance? Or, you know, because uh, uh, what's the connection with you two now then? Just tell us. Uh, basically just uh, friends uh, she she I have asked her for advice before and she she won't give it she says you've got to work it out yourself it's interesting because can we just go back just a slight stage here? so Bonnie Tyler was a big influence on you like you said at the beginning of the interview and now she's your friend there's a bit of a gap in between how did you make that first connection uh, I was on holiday down in Wales and um, I got lost Yes, right. I ended up stumbling upon a house. I knocked on the door. I didn't know who it was at the time. And then she opened the door. I was a bit starstruck at first. And so I you said, didn't know it was going to be Bonnie Tyler behind that door? No. I had, <laughs> I had no idea where she lived at the time. 
but you knew it was Wales. Were you looking for her, for instance, or was it just kind of one of those random things? It was just one of those random random situations. So you're wandering around Wales. You got a little bit lost. You knocked on somebody's door and Bonnie Tyler opened it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, Roger, take over. I can't talk. <laughs> it, does, it does sound like one of those game shows where you do open the mystery door, doesn't it, really? Okay, so you've knocked on the door, she's opened it, and you recover from your starstruckness. And then what? I just blurted out, I'm lost. That Did was you say it. you were lost in France? sorry that was a poor joke but there you go i do apologize about that uh so yeah you 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 not you knocked on this person's house and it happened to be bonnie tyler's now that that there must have been something there mustn't there do you think bev yeah i think so it's a fate i'm a great believer as you know we are great believers in the fate so you and bonnie are face to face looking in each other's eyes did she invite you in for a cup of tea yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay keep talking talk us through that after i said i i I was lost um she asked me where i wanted to get to and um her husband robert uh, was in the background and he he said to me come in um and he would help me uh with directions and all that all i could hear in the kitchen uh was uh bonnie shouting do you want a cup of tea i was like yes please (laughs) And then we just sat down, uh, started talking, and then she gave me her phone number, and we was like, we just keep kept chatting. It was like um, a, a friendship was bonding there. It's a great story, isn't it? That's- Absolutely, meant to be completely. So then you got, you went on your way with your idol's phone number in your pocket or on your phone, probably is more like the uh, 21st century. And um, so you go home. I've met my idol then how has the connection continued? What's happened between you both? We just kept on texting. Um, we FaceTimed a few times. Just She sent me all, uh, all of her new music to listen to. And I, uh, I was thinking to myself, what do I say? <laughs> I, I had mixed emotions about the way that she was uh, telling me about the music and all the stories behind it. It was just going crazy in my mind at the time. Like what? There was some of the, some of the stories that she told me um, for this new album that she's releasing. It's they're so emotional. It's just it messes with your mind once you hear that story. So she seems to write in the same way as you have developed from a position of huge emotional impact on you. Yeah, that's why it resonates together. Can I let you into a little secret about Bonnie? Yes, please. She doesn't write any of her songs. <gasps> you mean she didn't? She didn't write the Eurovision song. No, that was uh, Desmond Child. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you meet her before um, Eurovision? I can't remember which. Just year after. So, how was she after Eurovision? She was very tired after after doing it all. She um, her voice was a bit. Uh, haggard at the time because of all the interviews she had to kept doing because it is quite tiring let me tell you because I've, I've been there a couple of times so I know what uh, kind of the schedule that they go through sometimes which is incredible really but there you go so uh, uh, so yeah so you're at Bonnie Tyler's house you're having tea and cakes and everything like that you're enjoying yourself and uh, you're you're lapping up kind of the 
basically all the best advice in the world from this this lovely lady that you'd met, for instance, and one of your idols. Um, so, and you've bought the first album out as well, which is called Recovering, which brings me on to the second album, which you've just bought out, isn't it? Which is called uh, Long Way Home. Yeah. So uh, tell us about this particular album. A lot of the songs on there are covers. Um, there's a couple of songs on there that are, I've written myself. Um, from the first song, it starts off telling the story right round to the end. Um, it's all about an emotional roller coaster. Uh, through um, starting from a good relationship to uh, into a bad one and then endings badly. Okay, we're going to play a track from the particular album uh, uh, from it. Uh, so the album is called Long Way Home. Uh, we'll get all the details from you how you can get hold of the album in just a couple of moments. Uh, but this is a she'll say. Have a listen to this. This is Anthony's uh, single from the album. Yeah. 
From the album A Long Way Home, that's Anthony A and uh, She'll Say. Uh, different kind of song from the first song that we played on this bit of an interview, Anthony. Uh, very contemporary. Uh, kind of reminds me of where Ronan was a little bit. Uh, Ronan Keating, what do you reckon, Bev? I think so. It was great. I like the um, it, the contrast between the two is huge. Immediately you can hear the, the quality of your voice, Anthony. That's fantastic as well. But a different vibe going on, upbeat and enthusiastic and um, an energy. Maybe a, a Ronan vibe. I tend to think of it as Anthony vibe. Anthony vibe. There you go. So tell us about that particular song, Anthony. Well, I wanted to, I had wrote all the songs uh, that I wanted to write for this album. Um, and then I got the covers and then I was like, I need something to start off upbeat. And then I sat down, had a, it took me about two days to actually come up with this song. Um, I sent it off to one of my friends to listen to it. And then he came back and said, yes, that needs to go on the album. There's no main story behind that, that song. It's just, I wanted something powerful to, to punch the album with. To start it off, I, certainly, I think, think you certainly did that for sure. Mm. Feel so, good, dancey around the kitchen type of one, isn't it? Now, obviously, that album is available right now, isn't it? And yeah. um, you're making it, you're making it into a deluxe version as well, yes? Yeah, uh, there's three extra songs to go on there on the deluxe version. The deluxe uh, one will be on my website only um, to buy, um, and then think most of those songs are from musicals that I've I've liked in the past but I cannot remember the names of the songs at all (laughs) (laughs) so on this on that side then the musical side what kind of musicals do you like like what's your favorite your top three musicals you like my biggest one is uh Hairspray Um, okay and then it's the um it's a bit like High School Musical, but I can't remember the name of the... Is it one of the new ones? Yeah. So you like uh, Hairspray as a first, then? Yeah. What do you think about Sister Act and things like that? I wasn't amazed by it. Mm-hmm. But you but... get a little bit of your musical influencing style from your favourite musicals. Yeah. So you can get the, get the album from the usual places, uh, Spotify... Um, Apple is it yeah. available on Apple yeah okay which is great so the album is called Long Way Home if you want to hear more of the tracks uh, from Anthony and that track that we've just featured on the, the uh, podcast for today and so you've got these two albums uh, in the bag um, obviously you'd like to be touring etc etc uh, you did have a gig planned in February for uh, Tadley wasn't it um, but unfortunately Due to the circumstances beyond everyone's control, uh, we've had to have to cancel that one for now, and it's been put back till April, hasn't it? Um, it was uh, originally it was in February, then it yeah. got put to April. Yeah. Now it's in June. June. It's something okay. like the twenty sixth of June, isn't it? Yeah. And how people? How can people find tickets to buy that? Um, it's sold out at the moment. Ooh. <laughs> oh, see popular artists that we've got on the uh, podcast for today, which is great. Fantastic. And um, 
Are you, do, are you doing some more touring? Um, there are a couple of more shows that need to be uh, uploaded to social media and my website, but they're not ready to be published yet. Right. We haven't confirmed uh, what dates they're going to be happening on. Fantastic. And what kind of area are you looking at working in, you know, geographically? Uh, they're, they're all dotted around the place. They're Great Yarmouth, Devon, Cornwall, uh, one in Scotland. Fantastic, isn't it? Sp- sharing the love. Indeed, we will be sharing the love as well. So your album is out there. So I understand it's going down well in Australia at the moment. Yeah. I've, I looked on the uh, stats on for Spotify and I was amazed that there's more people in Australia listening to my music than there is in the UK, which is, I think it's a bit weird at the moment. <laughs> That's quite crazy, isn't it? You wonder how that kind of thing happens. Can you put that down to anything? Are you sharing your stuff on, on social media over there? I have one cousin over in Australia and I don't know if he's sharing things or not, yeah. but I just put, put everything on, on social media and it was, and then they just pick up, I guess. How, yes, if they have a listen, well, certainly if they listen to your voice and your singing and your style, then it's going to um, go viral, I reckon. You just got to keep at it, my friend. You just got to keep on plugging at it. That's the worst, best, best way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, keep doing what you're doing and you're getting there for sure. Now, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, your website, give us a reminder of the website address. It's anthonyjalder.weebly.com. Anthony, it's been a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, We appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. We very much hope you've been entertained. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Entertainment UK. You'll find all our podcasts at buzzpodcast.co.uk.